Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we went in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, finally, I've nailed down Garth Howell. Finally. It took years, years of, uh, I don't know, nurturing this friendship to gain this level of access to Garth. Um, But he wouldn't come without James Castiglione. So James Castiglione, his his faithful pacer for 20 miles at Twisted Branch, is uh, also here with us. And we're going to talk about all things, um, all the things that make Garth tick, his deepest, darkest uh, secrets, innermost fears. Uh, and probably we're going to do some twisted branching too because Garth just uh, laid that down. And oh, Garth is the person who probably most knows how to get me wound up about the most mundane of topics. So if, uh, if you hear a little ranting, you know, it's not me. It's because of Garth. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. Um, and then uh, I think that's it. I think that's what we're going to cover. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, let's uh, get into it with uh, Garth Howell and James Castiglione. Hey, fellas. Christopher. Hello. All right. So Garth. Yes. How did I finally land this fish? What made you say yes? I know what made you say yes, but what made you say yes? Um, many, many, many things. Poor judgment. Say yes. <laughs> Doing something big. And as well, I'm not sure if you realize, but three years ago or so, I think you dangled that carrot in front of me, maybe two years ago, and yeah. said, hey, you know, you can be on the podcast racer team if you get to be on the podcast first. <laughs> and well, ever since it has been in the back of my mind, but I didn't feel like I had done anything that was big enough to talk about. Well, yeah, you know, you can't, you can't be on the Rio pod racers right. unless you're uh, Rio, you know, now, now you're both officially Rio, oh, but wow. James didn't, did, you've done mighty mosquito relay, right? Many times, Yeah. Many times. Yeah, so you could just get a team, Garth. You're going to need a podcast A and a podcast B. Podcast <laughs> racer, podcast B. That's a, that would be, um, I need 12 friends and two volunteers. That's a, that's a tall order. I don't have that many friends. <laughs> so, James, when did you do the Mighty Mosquito Relay? Um, let's see. I did Mighty Mosquito. I want to say it was the first year that they, that they had it. Um, that was when they had it over at the, uh, not where they have it now across the pond at, uh, Hopkins Lodge. Hopkins. Yeah. And, uh, I, I got involved with that because I, that's actually really when I really got into trail running then. Hmm. And it was actually my first trail race, Really, I guess. Yeah. Huh. So, you know, Amy Lapata. Yeah. I was on her team. They had someone drop from their team and uh, I saw a post on, I forget what Facebook group it was. And uh, so I said, all of my other friends were, they already had a team and I'm like, I just kind of wanted to be involved in the, in the whole thing. And, and then I ended up running it in, in road shoes. <laughs> so, well, the cool thing about the relay is you run each loop once. 
right? Yes. So yep. that's kind of neat. I signed up as a training run, training for Twisted Branch, the first Mighty Mosquito as well. Um, I had done 50Ks, uh, two 50Ks. I did the Twisted Branch course half and half. And I was like, I don't feel like 50K is enough of a, the biggest effort before taking on Twisted Branch. So it was three weeks before Twisted. I signed up for Mighty Mosquito and did 40. The plan was do 40 miles and then drop, which meant that I got to do the first loop six times and I got to do the second loop once. And then I was done. So, Garth, have you run Mighty Mosquito? I have. Um, I played. I ran a James a couple. Two years ago, yeah. Two years ago, yeah. Good race, yeah. Yeah, and when, and the and the when you actually dangled the carrot, that was quite a ways before. That was actually a a training run in High Tour. I remember Ali was there, mm-hmm. and we just happened to have started, and and that's when that's when he brought it up. But yeah, um, I have run Mighty Mosquito. Once and then I did a similar trail Ragnar in West Virginia as well. That all right. Well, so so it was it was actually Ragnar relay. It was yeah. I remember when I was first when people were starting to run Ragnars. They had just got popular, and I was looking. I was like, it would be great if there was a trail Ragnar, and I think the only one was in Virginia at the time. I was looking. Yeah. I think then they've since now they got one in Connecticut and somewhere else. But I remember I was like, why we have so many trails? Why can there not be one like anywhere like the whites or any, anywhere in the Northeast? Why is it going to be all the way down there? And for a while, I, for a while there, I never actually signed up for a Ragnar or a relay. It was always a week before the race day. They would say, who do we know that is trained that can run a race? So I actually, was brought into the, the Appalachia Ragnar um, forties in advance. Somebody else dropped out and it was a friend of a friend. Um, and I had a blast, but I didn't know anyone there, but it was fun. And I was picking up extra legs and things like that. Cause I had been training for many that year. I didn't, I didn't have any problem with the distance. Um, so it was nice to be able to like jump into that on Just a whim. Picking up extra. Yeah. yeah. I'll run for you. Yeah. Right. I'll run for you. Exactly. So it was a hundred mile Ragnar. Uh, it's a good question. There were three legs, like the classic. I think one was about four miles. One was five and 6.5 or something. Yeah. And you were just scooping up whatever you could I get. was scooping up. Yeah. The, at that point, three and a half seemed too short of a run. Like I, it takes me three miles to get going. So I was warming up for them, um, which seemed crazy at the time with other people. But yeah. So yeah, and that's sort of like one of your little, if I were to put these little uh, tick marks in your reputation, you know, Garth will always run an extra mile with you. <laughs> you know, if you need somebody to run an extra mile, Garth's your man. You're too nice. <laughs> I'm too nice. You're too nice. You run all the extra miles. Yeah. Would you disagree with that, James? Am I just I, out of, am I out of school? No, no, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, he agrees with that, Garth. Willing to run, yeah. You hear that one bug? Cicada. Yeah, one. It's nice to know your nature. I feel, I feel like we're doing this from the trail. Right, exactly. Tales from the trail. Like we could, yeah. <laughs> Tales. Well, we are getting outside. <laughs> to get inside. <laughs> All right, so Ragnar, Ragnar's and Many on the Jennies is, those are Many on the Jennies five years old now. There's been four of them and it's five yep, years old. Yep, I was in the inaugural year, yep. All right. 
So let's go on the way back machine. All right. Let's go, you know, back. <laughs> I did, you were going to do it. I was, I mean, your name's Garth. I thought that that joke might land too close. A little too close. Because <laughs> um, it is, you go on the way back machine. Um, all right. So tell me how little Garth got, got his wheels. Little how, Garth. How did you get going? How did I start running? Yeah. I mean, you know, what's the thing that sort of. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't have to say like I chased the wagon one day, but like, yeah, you know what? What's the switch that you're like? You just run. I, f- I, I feel like it's pretty common among a lot of people that you talk to where they ran in high school. I ran cross country and actually ran cross country to train for cross country skiing. That was like my primary, my first sport. So I grew up as a kid doing cross country skiing, um, and then a bunch of friends were doing cross country running. Um, so I did that in high school and after high school that kind of no longer ran through college, didn't run. And it wasn't until, I'm not sure exactly, maybe six years ago that I needed an outlet, worked in a tech job, stress relief, always enjoyed hiking outdoors, needed something to just let go of stress. And I'd always like staring at a computer all day. I was dreamt of like just being out in the woods. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's kind of how I got involved with, uh, trails rock to begin with on Tuesday, Tuesday, I think they were called trail trots or the, the workouts that we did. Um, so I made a habit of doing that. Um, and that was your, that was legit your first trail running. I'm trying to remember there was a story and I don't, I have a hard time with chrono, like the timing of everything. Um, there was also a side story where I happened to be hiking in the high tour area with a bunch of friends, um, just like a random Saturday. And I saw signs that said goose adventure racing. And I said, huh, adventure racing. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so, so I was like, I've got to look this up when I get home. And we went a little bit further and, and we saw like the, the blue and yellow arrows. I remember and seeing just this guy that was walking up this old logging road, just out of breath. And for some reason I was like, you know, I want to do that. So, (laughs) so that also put the little bug in my head and bug in my brain for like just longer stuff and really challenging myself. You just, you saw a guy panting as he's going uphill quickly. Right. He's probably <laughs> o- overweight guy that's just panting. And I'm like, I want to, I want to do that. I want to work <laughs> as hard as him. All right. But, uh, yeah, so that's, and I talked to a friend about that, about, uh, <laughs> I talked to a friend about, um, goose adventure racing and he actually knew people in it. So that's how Ontario summit came to be. Um, and I think that may have been, I don't know if that was around the time of, the trails rock, but the long story short of the first Ontario summit is I tried to get a seven mile training run on roads and thought that I could easily push that to 13 miles at Ontario summit. And it ended poorly for me. So, um, maybe that's when I realized maybe I should train for this and get involved with trails rock. On. So your first, that was your first trails, right? That your was first my trail first race? trail race since, uh, you know, cross country. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's a heck of a trail. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but- well, I mean, you know, 
it's one of those like I don't know um, when you do something really hard, uh, the rest of them feel kind of easy, right? Yeah. Maybe that's maybe you were what is that birthed in the fires of whatever or something? Yeah. Like because now you know you kind of just look at something and you're like whatever, let's just go, regardless of how hard or easy it is. You just go and well, do. Yeah. For that, I mean, once you've had a really hard half marathon and you know where you're at, they know you're better trained than that. You feel like half marathon is a distance that as long as you're decently trained, you can just go out and and run. Yeah. One of the things that contributed to me getting into ultras was my first trail marathon was a super muddy, uh, Sega Honda. Okay. And I I was, you know, I did the trail marathon and I was like, "Mm, let me give that a whirl. But I did, uh, it was super muddy and I ran for six hours, ran, <laughs> I slogged for six hours and, but then I got done and I was like, well, I did that for six hours. So <laughs> most people run 50 Ks in six hours. I guess I could try out a 50 K or, you know, like Ontario summit. Well, it won't take me that long, you know, like, and so I, I just realized I, I did an endurance event for six hours. So uh, it kind of reset my expectation, you know, of where you can have, oh, a four-hour marathon or a five-hour ma- Well, I just did six hours in right. mud, and I survived, and I made it, and I'm, I'm okay, actually. Yep. And so it, like, reset – it, like, moved my bar, Yep. you know. So I feel like you set your bar at Ontario Summit, the you know, the first time. Yeah. No, I, I mean – I'm being too charitable is what you're saying. Setting, and I don't think a bar was set. <laughs> I don't think there's any bar set. Yeah, well, I feel like I, I learned how hard it can be and hiked up those switchbacks for a good hour, realizing I should have trained harder. But, so a well, bar was set. You're right. It was a longer than a 10K, and the bar was set. Yeah. But when are you going to start training harder? <laughs> When do I, well, so this Tuesday's trail work, tra- uh, trail, uh, Tuesdays with trails rock. Um, I made that a habit and on one like Tuesday, um, I was obviously Eric and Sheila are involved with that and talking with Katie Gailey and Eric was talking to us both saying that we could easily do many on the Jenny. So it it seemed crazy to me to to think that I'd only run a half marathon previously and then Eric convincing me that I could run this 40 mile race and and I I that's when I learned that the trail community will always encourage you to stretch yourself <laughs> perhaps farther than you really should um or I don't know if it's farther than you really should but very encouraging group. And, and at the end of the day, you can push yourself to do some pretty incredible things. Um, so yeah, I can remember telling people I was going to run 40 miles and my boss at the time had said all in one day, you know, the classic all in one day. And is that even possible? I don't even like to drive that. Far. I don't even like to drive that far. Um, but I can remember, uh, Rob Hanna, um, like in the middle of many on the Jenny on the backside of many on the Jenny, I hit 26 miles and I'm like, this is my first 
marathon I've ever run before. And I have another 14 miles to go. So I think that was pretty neat as well. Yeah. That's the exact opposite of what happened to me at Twisted Branch. <laughs> I was running Twisted Branch and Dave, and, and I was in the, I was in that place. Uh, and Dave justice says to me like big, uh, big, uh, big celebration or something like that. He says, and I'm like, what do you mean? And he, or he says, congratulations and blah, blah, blah. And I go, what for? And he's like, your first 50 miler. And I was like, there's no finish line at 50 miles today. (laughs) And like I was, but what I really meant to say was, you know, thanks, but (laughs) I really appreciate what you just said to me but we have 14 more miles to go. So, right. But, uh, yeah. So again, you're very gracious. Generous. Was he like that on a twisted branch trail with you? Was he kind and nice? Yeah. I, it, running with, if we just, yeah, just talk. Right? I it's mean, infuriating. It, I, I, it? I gotta say infuriating. It's so you're so, yeah, because you're so kind with everybody else. And yet you, you pick my brain. Oh, you dig. I see what we're getting at. <laughs> <laughs> So James, it had been James, or jumping, we were talking about many other times, right? Jumping and twisted. James, it had been the first time James has ever paced somebody. Yep. First time I'd ever run over 40 miles. And the first time you've ever had a pacer. First time I've ever had a pacer. I have paced, but first time having a a pacer. A lot of firsts. And and James is like, let me know what you need. And I'm like, I I don't know what I need. (laughs) But it was great. Like, all you need is somebody to run with you, right? Like for, yeah. for the most part, that's pretty much the number one qualification. Yeah. Right. Make sure you don't fall into the woods or go, or go take a nap. Is it my, my only concern. I didn't want to get dropped. Right. It was, and he, there was talk about dropping. He <laughs> says to me, he says, he says, I don't know. I think I might, uh, might try to drop that Castiglione. Might try to drop him. Hey, listen, that's fine. I, I've just felt like if I got dropped, I'm like, oh, I'm like this big disappointment. No, if you had dropped it, it would have said I was having an awesome race. Well, I don't think there was ever a real chance. And you would have got to run Mitchellsville Gorge by yourself. True, which was the best part of the, of that 20 miles that I ran. Oh, that's such a nice, such a nice stretch. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's infuriating. Garth, everybody else thinks Garth's this nice guy. I got this guy that's like, Hey, Chris, you haven't thought about controversial topic number one for a long time. Let's, (laughs) let's run for two hours and talk about it. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, Garth, let's do that, you know? On this six-mile run through Black Creek. Right. Well, <laughs> Black Creek was one of our more famous ones, that one. but I find it amusing that we're running at a certain, like, normal ultra training pace, you know, 12, 13-minute miles walking uphills. But we get on these topics, <laughs> and I don't know if I start running faster or what Chris does, but we're trying to lose each other, so we have to have the conversation. We're running, we're running sub nines on the trail, right? Uphills and arguing and arguing <laughs> about about BS that just really doesn't even matter, honestly. Like, it, or things that there's no real right answer to, yeah. but we're just arguing whether, about whether whether the former president is a uh, a mastermind of marketing, or whether he's a manipulator, or whether people are just too. Uh, you know, um, malleable, like none of those are the right answer and it doesn't yeah. really matter. And yet we'll argue matter. for two hours while we're running about it. And yeah. And then finally we're out of breath and we slow down and we're like, 
fine. Whatever you think is what you think, and whatever I think is what I think. I have a tendency to hear an argument and pick the other side, and that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't end well. Yeah, contrarian. 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 To you the, said that word the other, yeah, I had never heard that before, but that was at... Uh, kind of. A hero's brewing. I think you said that word because you had your other buddy was there, Todd, and you're he's like, also I can't wait to hear you guys talk because you're both contrarians. Yeah, I know they they would spend each other. You know, <laughs> like what happens when you get two contrarians into an argument? Right, you walk away. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> I can honestly say that I've never had a run like that with Garth or, or conversation while running. With uh, a, I think they're the no, they're normally very enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, they're still enjoyable, Chris. They're just oh, they're they're a little type, heated. They're type two fun, right? Maybe two point <laughs> two. All right. Whew. Oh boy, back on topic here. So, all right. So here's here's where we are. We're at. Uh, you're being convinced that you're capable of running a forty miler. Yes. Have you always been so gullible, Gar? Uh <laughs> No. If the rest of your friends jumped off a bridge. You know, hearing that somebody else can do it or somebody else you train with is doing something, that is very motivating. Oh, it's the number one motivation. It's right. the number and, and running with those people. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, being able to be around and being like, Yeah, we're doing this all together. Right. And and it being the inaugural year, there's additional like, oh, this is kinda neat because I'm the first first group doing this. Um and it, and the obviously the course is really neat and unique. The star one side of the dam, and yep. But until yeah. next year, right? Next year they go all the way around. Yeah, that's exciting. But there, but there is, and that's where you're saying, like sometimes to your detriment. Some I, it's weird because I feel like I draw the line at hundred milers. I won't ever tell somebody they should do a hundred miler. I just, maybe it's me. Maybe it's like my line that I have. That's just another, that's another world altogether. I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred percent. What about twisted versus my mosquito hundred? I, I mean, the, so the thing about the mighty mosquito 100 is you're doing loops. Yeah. And you're at a campsite and you're with right. all your friends and there's a ton of energy running by you all day with all the relay runners and everything. Yeah. But you're doing those last loops on your own, right? You're doing like the third loop, loop four, five, six. There's no relay runners. Well, they there's lie. a pacer though. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. If you want that. Yeah. But so I think the energy of that event and the loop nature and the fact that you're always coming back every five to six miles. Yeah. You could do that as your first hundred. And, and I, if you were doing it and you're like, Hey, I'm doing it. I'm like, well, that's a fun event. It's really a neat place and you know, good luck. But I wouldn't be like, you know what? If you're looking for a first hundred, you totally should do oh, yeah. X. Like I think a hundred is a, Personal choice. Sure. I can <laughs> like, see that. I just, I'm not even going to nudge you towards a hundred. Uh, but if you said you signed up for one and you're doing it, I'll be like, all right, good luck. You got a plan. Yeah. You cool. want somebody to train with, you want to do some running, but I would not like nudge. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like I would nudge people into a 50 K anything past that. 
but obviously everyone has different levels right. and, you, and you judge the person a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's like, I'm really into, I, I love many on the Jenny. I love Letchworth state park. Do you think I could do 40 miles? You could maybe not today. <laughs> if it's the day before the race, right. you probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's January and you are doing 20 to 30 miles a week, Hey, I'm going to encourage you to aim for a 40 mile race. Sure. Yeah. Not a hundred. <laughs> and, and I mean, I think you've probably talked about this in the past, but at one point a marathon used to be an amazing thing that you didn't think everyone could do. And it has become it's like the new 5k. Like you can, if you wanted to, you could train any, any person could train and get a marathon. And that, that bar has just been pushed up. But at the same time, the half marathon is the most popular race in America. It's yeah. the most popular distance by far. The beats beats every other distance. By it's a, a good distance. Beats every other distance by a mile. It, it, no, it, it's a good distance. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Kerry. But go ahead, James. You were going to say. Well, I I just I think that's like a good distance where people can get a good amount of training in and really push themselves if they want to really perform well. I, I, that's and you don't have to feel bad about telling somebody they can do 13 miles. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, there's, there's a, uh, there is a benefit to nudging somebody to that, right. To see them achieve something they want that maybe they wouldn't have got there with. Like when I think about running with groups and you know, that's how we sort of all met was through running groups. We might've met at events here and there, but quite honestly, like Burrow Runners and Trails Rock and the Medved Runs are the running groups that sort of kept pulling us back weekly, right? All three of us. And there's a there's something good there about like, I'm running with these people and we're doing these things and like, I'm getting better and they're getting better. And like we said, we might start off in tens and then you're running nines. And if you're fighting with somebody, you might be running eights, you know, but like you get to go with those people on the thing, you know, that's the benefit of, uh, <laughs> the nudge and the collective, you can do it. And yes, and the positivity and the, we're all in it together, right? There's a good thing there. Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't have done any of the running that I, that I've done if it weren't for running groups. Is that how you got started running James? Um, so years ago I used to be overweight used to smoke cigarettes, pack a day, um, decided I'm like, I can't go on like this anymore. I was not happy with myself. Um, I started working out, I dropped a bunch of weight and then, uh, I'm like, something's missing. I need like some sort of like cardio, something. And a friend of mine who was training me, he was like a weightlifting guy. He had no interest in running whatsoever. So I decided, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go run a mile mile turned into two two turned into my first race ever was the jungle jog at uh, at the zoo nice. so uh and then after that it was the uh flower city half marathon so that's a good one yeah I like that, that one that was that was a that was a good first half marathon yep and uh and then after that that's where the running groups came in that's where I saw a post from James Meyer for the Burrow Runners. Hey, we're going to meet. You know, this is 
like January of 2015. Hey, we're going to meet this That's Thursday. That's like the beginning of Burrow. Yeah, this, this, that was the inaugural run. Wow. And uh, it was, it was hey, we're going to meet at uh, 6 o'clock and go run a few miles and then share some beers afterwards. So, And it was at Lost Burrow, which I hadn't even been to yet. Um, no, they were just a little baby brewer yeah, at yeah. that time. Yeah, they opened up the, the previous fresh, November. Fresh off the Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I've been running with them ever since. I mean, that was it. It was like, I, I told my wife, I go, I'm going to go. I told her to give me a call. I'm like, listen, I'm going to go run with a bunch of strangers. And then I guess have beers afterwards because I thought that was kind of weird too. And uh, I go, call me at like 645 in case I need like to like, out. bail. <laughs> like a first thing. I like this this way I'll have an out and it just won't look awkward guys. if I have to leave. <laughs> oh, it's my wife, man. Sorry guys. So, so yeah, and you know, and that's when I started running with the Burrow Runners and and that's where I met Rich Adams and James Meyer and and they were training for Sega Honda that year and this was all like I'm like Sega what? What are you, what are you talking about? I'm like um, so I started running with them and they took me on my first trail run through like Lucian Morin and Tryon and, uh, my stomping grounds, your stomping grounds. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I had a blast. I fell like eight times. I think I rolled my ankle at least once, but, uh, but yeah. And then that's, that's when I realized running with these guys, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, these guys are training for like a trail marathon and i'm like if they're doing this kind of stuff i'm like i can do this kind of stuff because i'm doing these runs with them you're able to keep up with them yeah yeah so but it was one of those things it was was like a light bulb moment you know kind of like wait a minute i can do this too i never would have thought i could have run any distance further than a half marathon it's it's funny how doing uh, training runs around lucian and Tryon or whatever and you're falling but you're still like i can keep doing this and my first trail race I fell like four times, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get up and oh, I've rolled my ankle so many times. It's, it's amazing what you can do when you're like, when you're enjoying it. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't matter if you're falling and you're in our connection. So you met up with James Meyer. Mm-hmm. I going back to my first start is in cross country. I knew James way back from cross country. So I ran into James. Did you run against James on the same team? We were both in Fairport. Oh, teammates. I think Whoa. he was, he, he was, he was faster than me. Yeah. I was, I didn't know what I was doing. I was a skier at that point. Right. So running was foreign to me, but yeah, no, we ran and then didn't see each other. And I happened to be in Lost Borough one time. And my buddy who started Lost Borough with the Kickstarter, like recognized me and, uh, your buddy, that's not James, not James, the other yeah. buddy. Yep. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's I think James happened to be there, and that's how I got indoctrinated into the, the little group. Um, so so it's like a blast from the past. I hadn't seen James Meyer in fifteen years, right? So that's the thing we we should fill in a little bit, uh, just just because if people are wondering, sure. Lostboro started in twenty fourteen. I think it was November of twenty fourteen, right? And they started with a twenty five dollar. $25,000 Kickstarter campaign. And they were one of the first like Kickstarter craft brewery. They started the, the yoga, the not the, they didn't start mug clubs cause there are mug clubs everywhere. 
Um, and so, but he started the run club. He did, you know, yeah. a little run group on Thursdays because he missed running as well. I think he, yeah. he missed running, and he, he right. wanted to be part of the Lost Borough, but he didn't want to be, yeah, right. he didn't want to have the, the craft brew startup lifestyle. Yep. But um, no, the reason I thought is because we were dancing around it and alluding to it a lot. Oh, yeah. But the Borough Runners was essential to you two really getting to know each other and really hooking up and and. Us three really be, we met through other ways, but that was the weekly thing that kind of strengthened it, right? Like you had a drop of glue to each little link each time over and over again. And so, you know, I I think it was important to kind of just go like, there's a foundational piece here. Right. That point in time that's no longer there that like glued everything together. Right. And the borough doesn't exist anymore. Right. And the borough runners are different and changed now, you know? So, um, yeah, that's a, and, and run groups are a big deal. Whether, whether it's the, the Medved Thursday nights, which you're, you're an ambassador for Medved, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're an ambassador, James, through the MedVed. You're an endurance project, right? That's yep. essentially what Endur- it is. I help out with the training groups. Um, right. Yeah, Saturdays and and uh, Tuesdays. Right. So that's an important little hub. That's how I found found Dryer Road Park. Was I went to like I was just like I need I need uh, a group run. I was like I need a, I need a group run, man. I, just, <laughs> I need to get to a group run. <laughs> Chris and, is in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I need a group run. Who runs on Thursdays? You know, but no, I ended up at a, a drier road trail run. Yeah. And I ended up meeting so many people that like are now, you know, my friends, you know, like there's, there's runs every day of the week. We have a cornu, a cornucopia of run groups here, you know, definitely bring two people yeah, there's, together. There's yeah. no shortage. There's a run group every night of the week. Right. Multiple. Right. And and they're all willing to give you good habits or bad habits, yes. depending on what you're... Some what of them are encouraging you to do a 40 miler. Some of them yes. are encouraging you to do a 100K. Yeah. Some a half marathon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we could keep doing this part all day because I think this part is really like foundational. But let's talk about getting to Twisted Branch. I don't right. know how it happened. <laughs> right. So let's talk about your, um, if you go back into your memory. 2019 was when I was signed up originally. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the thought process that got me to sign up for Twisted Branch. I don't know if it was you trying to convince me or me just thinking it was the next natural step. I don't remember that exact time. It's so long ago. Your biggest race before Twisted Branch was many on the Chenny. Was many. And I had run that maybe twice at that point. Um, and I had signed up for both many and twisted in 2019. And and not that it completely matters, but let's give folks an idea of where you were when you were running many on the Jenny. What times were your first and second time? Uh, so it talked about me kind of bombing the first Ontario summit trail race. I felt like my first many on the Jenny, I didn't know. I had a lot to learn. Let's put it that way. And I hit, I'm giving you a little bit more information than you asked for, but at the beginning, the front end, you know, I would hit a road and I'd be like, Oh, I can finally make up some time. So I'd start pushing it on the road oh, you and blast the roads. And I'm like, I, you know, I was chasing people and that was a terrible idea. And I basically fell apart in the second half and I ended up 
I think I was nine and a half, nine and a half hours. Um, for 40. For 40, yeah. Um, but the front, you know, it was a kind of a, uh, it was kind of a tough second half. Um, learned a ton. So I was like, now that I've done this 40 miler, I think I can do it better. So I came back the next year and ran it much smarter and ended up getting, ended up making just over eight. And I, and I didn't start with the idea of what a goal was going to be. I just started as a run and about halfway through, I was talking to people and they're like, what's your goal? And I said, I don't know. What's your goal? And they said, eight hours. I was like, oh, well, I'm running next to you. Maybe my goal should be eight hours too. <laughs> so typical Garth, right? So there. that became that became my new goal at like mile twenty-four in this race, right? And it, and so uh, you know, I, I pushed it. I didn't quite make it there. I feel like, you know, my GPS showed forty one miles. Maybe that would have made a difference, but I ended up getting um like eight oh seven or eight oh seven or something like that. Yeah. So, so I felt really, really good about that. Yeah. Right. And so, and, and, you know, like I was saying, just to give people a gauge, like you're looking at a nine thirty and an eight, you know, and you're, and you're starting to look at twisted branch eight hours at many on a Jenny. No, you know, yeah. nothing to sneeze at. So you weren't like walking it in for your 40 miler, you know, not the whole way. No. <laughs> well, there's, there's always a little something, always a little something. Uh, so, okay, so then you just signed up. There wasn't a thing. There wasn't a, I mean, because you've done a lot of distance. Like, you've done a lot of things up in the Adirondacks. You've done a lot of long efforts. High peaks. Yeah, those aren't, I mean, a lot of those aren't running, but they are a good, you know, 12-hour, 13-hour days. Um, but I hadn't run a 50-miler, nothing over 40 up until that point, but... I think the enthusiasm of both the you know people who have participated and and the volunteers for that race it and I think you know Laura says that it's just magical and it is and I've realized that after running it but I I wanted to you know many was the inaugural year and I didn't wasn't able to make the inaugural year of twisted but it was still that kind of like local race that is just I I want to do that so I set the set the vision on that right and james you told him right you oh told him, you told him like when you're ready i, I, t- I told him i said you need a pacer you to, no no so i gotta i gotta say this <laughs> okay it was at borough one of the borough runs and we were just whatever three hanging or, out three afterwards or four beers in. three or four beers in and he looks me straight in the eye and he's like he almost stops we're talking in a circle he almost stops like record scratch listen garth just gonna throw us out there if you need a pacer, I'm your guy. And I was like, well, I've never had a pacer. I don't know what a pacer does, but you're the only person offering right now. <laughs> you got the job. <laughs> so, Sold. So you're my guy. So, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure I, I was like, I was hundred percent cause I had had a couple and I usually think about next morning about making decisions. Was, but. He, was he really serious? Well, the next day, the next day, Garth always says all those funny jokes that I said, they weren't funny. They were. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, it made sense, right? We had done, we had done uh bear mountain together. Yep. We had done a number of races that, we spent a good number of miles and, and just running Thursdays and, and training groups and med bed. 
um, I knew that that James would be a smart person to have as a pacer, even if he hadn't paced before. So, yeah, just like when I when I suggested perhaps we should do this podcast with James, you're like, that makes total sense. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, James makes everything feel yeah. a little bit better, doesn't I guess, he? I guess. Maybe. And I know I knew we would have good beer at the end. So, so that that um, so there was an Ontario summit like three years ago, where you know I I we you and I were going to camp in the same space together. Remember that? Oh, at the end of it, afterwards. Well, no, beforehand, and you ended up not coming, so you gave me your campsite. Oh. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I remember this. I was there. Do you? Yeah. So you you ended up not showing up. You're like, hey, my campsite is number 19 or whatever. Yeah. And as I'm pulling in, I see I see Pina and Sarah, and they're at one campsite. And then as I'm sitting uh, and I'm sitting around, I hear James and James yelling at each other. I hear James Meyer and James Castiglione like yelling. I'm like, yes. And so I score, I wander into the woods and they're all there, you know? And so it was one of those like, you know, okay, this feels much, much better now. Right. Like James just makes things feel better. (laughs) James and that group in general is very welcoming. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Sorry. I try. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes it feel better. So, you know, he was offering you a, uh, yeah, a balm for your twisted branch there. <laughs> and, and I think deep down you were kind of excited. You wanted the chance to be on the course as well. I wanted to see what it was all about. Yeah. Like, exactly why I signed up. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, everyone's, I mean, the race sells out in like, under 24 hours. I yeah, mean, it it's does. like you, yeah, no, you, it does. you, it opens up and it's like sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't used to, I had at least three days that I had the, uh, that I thought about it before I signed up for year one. Yeah. I think it's, it, it, year three is when it started selling out. And now, yeah, it's a hot ticket, you know, yeah. when you, you got to get it Well, getting is good. By the way, the best way to get it, is to volunteer. That's the way you get in the Twisted Branch. Volunteer. Volunteers look like they were having a lot of fun. They did. They, they, you know what? The volunteers crush it at Twisted Branch, dude. It is literally like we had 250 volunteers, 174 runners. That's wild. I never thought about the ratio. Yeah. We, we had at one point, more runners, but attrition training and, you know, different problems, but yeah. not, not 250. Yeah. But yeah, we had 250 volunteers and, uh, they crush it every year. Dude. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just so much fun to watch. Like people are like, yeah, I'll totally drive that person from here to there. Or yeah, I'll take this from there and I'll carry that big old thing. Yeah. I'll make all this food. Yeah. This sweaty gross gear i'll put that in the back of my car yeah like it's just over and over and over again it's amazing so so all right we're gonna we're gonna go brass tacks your training for twisted branch what did you do to train for your first 100k race i it wasn't the best training 
because I'm not good at training. We talked about training in groups. My best training was with those guys when with James in the group doing Bear Mountain. But so for this year, many on the Jenny was a goal, like a, a the race, get up to that point. And for many on the Jenny through Twisted, um, it wasn't super regimented, but I made sure I got long runs in there, 20 milers, you know, every couple weeks if I could. I actually took a trip out west, which kind of put a red, like a wrench into things. So it made it difficult to drive for, you know, eight or nine or 10 hours and then try to get a run in. But I did the best I could. Were you literally running on your trip cross country? I was, well, I mean, I had to train a little bit, right? That's amazing. But like, so you drive and you'd be like, time to get out and run. Uh, oh, you mean like while driving? Yeah. No, I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, we woo. definitely thought, yeah, no, thought about it, but farther out west, like Twins Falls, I got a, a really fun 20 miler in there. Um, and then did a bunch of hiking around Mount Hood. And I, and I kind of said, you know, that's a, 16 mile hike that's five hours on feet and i kind of played that game with it um but i kind of relied on my training up until that point to kind of to kind of do twisted um and i and i've and i kind of went along the mantra which i always do being a little undercooked is better than being overcooked but i kind of stretch that a little bit far sometimes yeah because your 40 miler was in june yeah and your 100k is in the middle of august all right. What were, when did you get the nod, James? When did you, when oh, did you for pacing? That was It was multiple times cuz you got the nod in 2019. Yep. Initially. And then family stuff happened and I had mm-hmm. to drop out of many and twisted to go out to Seattle. Um so I had to defer I deferred I'm not sure if I deferred many but certainly twisted to 2020 2020. Um and then I, I obviously deferred it again, but he did, he got the nod in 2019 and then we were talking about doing it 2020 and then it got canceled. Um, and then this year I hadn't talked to James. I had talked to James maybe three or four weeks before the race. And he was talking about how he hasn't really been running on trails that much. And he like was enjoying like the five mile runs just like the fast, right? Yeah, I was just running, you know, running on roads, just, just doing my thing. But yeah, I think just he was doing fast, like he just, was like just running for for fun, for fun, yeah. and you weren't really doing the long stuff. So internally, in my head, I'm like, was that James's way of telling me that he's he doesn't he's not sure he's going to want to do twisted? So I I kind of took that, and I'm like, okay, and I assume that I wouldn't, I don't need a, I'm like, okay. I don't think I need a pacer. A lot of people run without pacers. It's nice to have one. And I could probably get someone for the last six miles. Um, but then about a week before the race, week and two days, we yep. the same thing happened as in the borough. James comes up to me and says, Garth, I have a question to ask you. Do you need me to pace for you? Did you say it that way? He said it like that. that He said it that way. He looks right. Did you say it like you were in an old spaghetti western? (laughs) Not like – maybe not in an old spaghetti western. But I I asked him because it was out there. Like like this was something that, you know, that I asked him back in 2019. I was like, you know, and it's not something – I didn't want to – I didn't want to – 
put myself out there and then be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No, no, it's no, I was, I didn't want to do that. So. And you can't get an answer out of this guy. It's true. You so. can't. But but to be fair, but when though, you look me in the eye and you say that, you can. But but to be fair, though, he's talking. You know, a week, two weeks before. But he would like he was out west right before that. It so was, yeah. So I mean, I couldn't have seen him because he was out there. So I mean, I would have, I would have talked to him earlier about that. But you know, we just hadn't crossed paths at that point. Right. But I guess my question to you is: you knew a week away. You're going to have a 20 miler. Well, I told them I was, I would do all 26. I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't the issue. I, I was, I was ready yeah. for it. Mentally I was ready for it. You know, it's, it's one of those things where if you're like, if you're running 20, Oh, you got to do six more. Like, uh, mentally you're like, uh, you're shot. Yeah. You know, but I guess my thing is the, from 40 to 65 at twisted branch, you could be doing some walking. Sure. You could be doing some, uh, you know, wayfinding. Sure. <laughs> like, you don't know, right? So you had a week to wrap your head around, all right, I'm getting on getting on Twisted Branch. In, in my mind, I was more concerned about letting him down as a pacer versus, versus I knew I could do it. It's just I just wanted to make sure that I was – able to 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 be there you, you know like right. like i've never paced anyone before how fast is he really going to be going you know this far into the race you know uh, that i didn't know yeah. you know because garth has this he does this thing where he'll start a race at the back of the pack and he'll have a conversation with whoever and just he moves his way up and has a conversation with every single person on the way up and then the next thing you know, he's like finishing top 10 in the race. So it's like, what Garth am I going to have? Is he like going to be like moving <laughs> along? Like, hey, let's just keep going. Or is he going to be like, all right, I'm settling in. We got to get this, you know, just let's get this done. And, and, you know, so. I always ask myself, what kind of Garth am I going to have? <laughs> I always do. <laughs> I. <laughs> Oh boy, if I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It, and and it's uh so now you got to get ready. Yeah. Right? Now now he's finally let you know. He said the word. And and it's not like me waiting to let him know. I thought James had bailed on me earlier. So, by saying that he's he's just likes the that's 5 miler. So, there's like an unspoken now, thing that we should have. Mind you, I I've, I've been doing the the longer Runs with the with the distance training had been from Medved. So yeah, I mean, you got you got Coach Maggie. Yes, Coach Maggie's not going to let you sleep. <laughs> Maggie's awesome. Yeah, she ain't going to let you sleep whether you whether you're pacing Garth or not. No, no. So, all right. Yeah. So now you 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 got James locked in. Mm-hmm. All right, but you you got to now get to race day. Uh huh. Many on the Jenny to Twisted. You said you were just trying to maintain. I I I rammed. I was still running strong here before I left for the trip, and then I might go three, you know, three days, and then get a long run in. So there was. It wasn't the best training plan, but that's kind of how I've always trained. But yeah. Um. So I was gone for three weeks total, and I was able to get a lot of hikes and runs in out there. It was just that stretch driving across. All right. 
So let's talk about this race day. Uh huh. What was that like? Your tell me tell me race week. Let's let's jump in at uh, Wednesday. Unless Tuesday had something really good. No, I mean there wasn't really that much race week leading up to it. I think that really the drive down on Friday as you're driving to Ontario Summit. I was thinking about how I was getting nerves as I'm running to, as I'm driving to a race and I usually use those nerves to like kind of help me through the race but this was a little unique in that I was getting these nerves and then I would have to then camp on top of the hill and then sleep, wake up sleep and with sleep those with those nerves and then and then wake up and hopefully wake up you know at a decent time hopefully get sleep is that probably the more important thing um so yeah i mean i did i did get some sleep i'd heard like horror stories of it being windy and no one getting any sleep and uh rainy and it did rain a little bit but i was luckily able to get some i remember you you asking me like what time do people go to bed what's going on the night before and i was like most important thing is just put your tent by the trees and sundown. Yeah. You know, I, I always heard it was loud. I always heard like people were just, you just heard people. If yeah. you're, if you're, so some people, the thing is like ultra runners, right? Like everybody's got different schedules. If you sleep by the hub of activity, which is like the, um, the two shelters and you sleep by the porta potty, which is like people going in and out, you'll get all of that. But other than that, I don't think there's like, there's not parties. There's nothing like people staying up late. There's none of that kind of stuff, but doors on the porta potty closing and opening all night. Absolutely. So we tried to put the porta potties in a place that people didn't want to camp, <laughs> but people like to camp. They're like, "Oh, we'll be by the porta potties. That's an awesome place." Mm-mm. Don't do it all night. I'll do it and try and run an ultra the next day. Right? If you're a crew or you're a pacer, sure, because you know you got the morning to sleep. <laughs> but okay, so. Uh, you're getting towards race day. What are you doing? Uh, what do you mean? The, not much different to leading up to race day. It's really the drive down when it hit me like I'm doing this. You didn't do any like caffeine things or any like I'm going to drink extra water things. Nothing like oh, that. You just kind of rolled into Stay race hydrated. Day. I mean, yeah. No caffeine things. So you mean like wean off of caffeine yeah like you no. didn't do any of those things you're just rolling in and you're like i'm gonna run 100k and figure things out as i go that's garth we we ran on thursday we ran that thursday yeah we had some beers afterwards it was it was a normal it was a normal week i think leading up i don't think we i don't think i messaged you to find out I'm like okay so what's the plan till like thursday yeah. night yeah <laughs> no i i think that's you know what? I mean, we're not talking about how you won the Olympics, right? Like we're talking about how you approach your first hundred K and that seems like a perfectly reasonable way to do things, you know? Yeah. I think I, I get 
I would probably get overwhelmed if I did any did it any other different way. So I just kind of I'm kind of laid back about things. The pressure does hit a point where I'm like, okay, so right. This so so when you were driving down, that's when it felt real. Yeah, and the little like card that I made up with like estimated times. That was one of the things that maybe that hit me on Thursday that I made those to make sure people had an idea. Cause one of my worries was James, um, you know, like he's like, when do I need to be down there? And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know if it's going to be noon or it's going to be 2 PM. Um, so I was like, but either way you're going to know, if you keep watching the board, you're going to be able to tell when you can be down. It's only an hour and a half away. So worst case scenario, he comes down earlier. But this this is the coolest thing. Twisted Branch has this this text message system. So like you sign up for the runner. You pre- you know this. You you sign up for the runner you want to follow, and like from the start of the race through every aid station, you get a text message saying, "All right, Garth passed this aid station at this time," or in and out. You know. And you can follow everything on the website. So I just wanted to get down there early. I didn't want to just like show up and just like, all right, let's go run. I just wanted to get down there and kind of get a feel for everything. Um, and uh, no, it was easy. It was easy. Legit, just following them through. Like I knew that I had time to get down there, you know? Yeah. Did you get the projected times like projected? I was looking at, at that too, which was yeah. very cool. So, you know, yeah. you have the early projection and the late projection and, yeah. you know, so the idea, I mean, it, it benefits both the racers, the pacers, well, uh, all three racers, pacers, and the, the race to say like, you know, I mean, we're on trails. We're in the middle of, you know, North country, South country, um, uh, New York. And, it's like, don't don't go to this aid station early and hang out for four hours. Mm-hmm. You got four hours. You know, you can just go. Um, go get a sandwich or something. They're literally not going to be there for four hours. Yeah. There's n- Whether they ran the fastest time of their lives, they're not going to be there for four hours, you know. I'm glad to hear that you found it helpful. Cause well, no, you- it was, it, but the thing is, is not only was it helpful, it was like accurate too. Like I think Garth rolled into Bud Valley within like 10 minutes of the projection. That's awesome to hear. So thanks. Cause that's, I, I, me and Matt Bertrand, we do the timing. Um, and, and we put a ton of work into it. Um, but also the software and, and this guy, uh, Mark, um, it's yeah. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear it's helpful. No, it, it, worked, it worked and it worked well. That's the number one thing. I'm glad to hear it's helpful. So Garth has stepped out and now it's just James and I. So what was he really like? Garth? What was he really? Was he really Garth like was James? Garth. If you've run with Garth, he's always that way, isn't he? He is. Damn it. He's captain consistent. You know, I was just, we we're running along and I'm just trying to keep, I'm just trying to keep his mind, I think, off the race, I think. Because I think we move better when you're not thinking about, I got to hit this pace. Especially him. He definitely, he runs so fast when he's not thinking about running. Yeah. He can be thinking about 17,000 other things. Yep. And run fast. Sure. He thinks about running. He's like, oh. So, you know, like I said, I was just, just trying to keep conversation light and just, you know, 
I think when we were at when we were at Bud Valley because that was that was the longest uh, time you spent at any aid station, right? Because you were in and out of every aid station within like a couple minutes. Um, I think you said to me, "You're like, don't let Garth think about his feet." I think, and I'm like, I'm like, All right, I'm not going to talk about his feet. Cause you know, they were wet. It was a muddy, it was a muddy day. And, uh, so I did not let the conversation go there whatsoever. I was just, we were just talking about stuff we kind of normally talk about. I mean, time flew. I mean, we ran four hours and 40 some minutes together and it felt like an hour. Right. I mean, pretty, pretty great. You know, it really flew by. I was surprised at how fast it flew. But speaking of Bud Valley, he did have a, a foot. A foot event. Yeah, let's he call did. it. He did. So I, yeah, and I've been like, I basically sectioned off the race. I figured forty miles is. A You're good not allowed to join in yet. We're still oh, talking about him okay. pacing you. Okay. Uh, we're talking about you're still out of the room. You left the room, and okay. now we're just finishing up, like whether you are really a prima donna or not. <laughs> and he reaffirmed, "You're not a prima donna." So. Because we have to go all the way back to the start. We have to go about like how you were all jittery and cold at 4 a.m. and stuff like that. But he was basically just saying, yeah, you you're, you, just run. Happy to have. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, so you're there. Yes. So what are you like when you're getting ready for a run and how did that all work out? What is... What is it like at the beginning of Twisted Branch for you? Um, so I've, it was a little bit interesting. You know, I'm, I'm used to getting up in and up in the house and just getting ready to go. But I've got this additional level of, I've got all this camping gear that I both need to prepare myself, get my everything ready. And also pack up this camping gear, that's, which also happens to be wet because it had rained um, rain that night. So, um, I think I, I gave myself like woke up at three, um, and did my best to, um, to, uh, to stay busy, um, put on race gear and then also, you know, sign in with, you Chris at the front. Um, but then also figure out what to do with all this camping gear, whether sleeping bags, mattress pads and everything. And I felt like there was probably 10 trips back and forth to the car to, to put everything away. And you did, you did your own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was you like with your camping gear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And I figured I'm used to my own stuff and it's just easier that way. So, so, so when when you were checking in, you had to check in with Chris in the morning. No, so the, so they register the. I don't forget what the term is, but they register anyone who's registered for race has to check in in the front, um, yeah, at, at the got, desk. And, you, and, and how how did you check in with with? Chris? <sighs> oh oh no! This is this is this is separate. <laughs> yeah yeah. That's but a, you're getting you're getting there, Jim. Get ahead of the horse. But I do remember checking in. And someone was making the joke of where Garth is because I'm not sure if people were actually like alerted that Garth is somebody who hasn't checked in yet. Um, but yeah, I felt like I was, I was in that like 
it took me long enough to worry about the tent stuff that I was kind of like pushing it for signing in. And I remember Chris saying, your eyes are so wide right now. When, uh, when I was walking yeah. up, yeah. you were, you were lit up like yeah. a Christmas tree. You uh-huh. were, I was excited for you, but yeah. you were lively. Yes. You were ready to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Which is great. It is great. Like, you were awake. <laughs> Some people show up and they're like, and you're like, what, what's your number? What? what? But you were ready to go. Like you were, but you were there by yourself at that point. Like yep. That was just you. So, okay. You go to the starting line. Go to the starting line. Um, yeah, everyone's lined up along the road, along the drive. And I, I, I really, so James alluded to it, right? I start all races slow and I talk with people. I enjoy myself. And then at some point in the race, I'm like, okay, I still feel good. I'm going to push it. But so many people, and I had no idea where to, to stand in the line or whatever. So just picked a spot like, fine, it'll be, it's going to be fine. I mean, this is, you're going to be out there for, you know, what, 20 hours. So just picked a spot and, uh, lined up and just, you know, waited for the, waited to to go to go, uh, go time. Any thoughts at that point? Um, that early, really? No. So you're ready to go. I, I mean, I'm expecting. It I mean, to be. most people would love to to have a blank slate when they're standing at the start. Line. <laughs> you most mean like people, nerves? well, anything, yeah. thoughts, expectations. Like, if you could go up to a starting line, James, I'll ask you: if you could go up to a starting line, what do you want to be thinking about? What do I want to be thinking about? I, I just want to make sure I finish and 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 finish to the best of my ability that I, that I, that I, that I think where I think I should finish. Yeah. I want to be thinking about Zippo. Like I want to just be at that starting line. Like that's where I want to be. But I think that's the same idea. Like I want to do well. You're not thinking about, did I take a poop? No. Um, Is there enough stuff in my bag? Like, uh, did I bring a raincoat? Like, where's my pacer going to be? Like you didn't have any of those thoughts either. I, yeah, I at that point in the race, I mean, what you don't have, it's not going to help you all to worry about what you don't have. I thought about not having a raincoat, but I'm like, you know, it it's going to make it work and and if I need to, you know, get something or I, I just knew it was going to be warm. That was probably the the worst warmth is probably my biggest concern. One thing I did think of though was, you know, two years culmination to this one moment. And it's kind of surreal to think that you're on top of the hill at OCP and these two years are going to happen. Like the culmination of two years, this is the time it's going to happen. And also the fact that in, you know, eight hours, I'm going to see James and run with him for a little bit, but that's eight hours away. Um, And just, yeah, just all the, what was ahead? I like what you said. It was two years. You had... So Twisted has a very liberal deferral policy. You deferred. And then there was an unintentional deferral. Yes. <laughs> right? And then you're in. Right. So this race, like, there's a buildup for you. There's a big buildup. 
And Scott says, uh, you know, go. And you start running. And the first thing you do is run downhill. Like, you got a little bit of... Uh, we, there's a flat... There's- we moved it a little bit away from the trail so that everybody could spread out. But, I mean... Within two minutes, you're running downhill for three miles. Yeah. One of the things I remember at the very beginning, you you take that turn and then you head into the woods. And I can remember people, I think they're worried about runners hitting the rocks, the boulders that are in the trail. Mm -hmm. So they had people staying on top of the rocks. And I made the joke that it was like running the gauntlet and which people laugh. But but yeah, you're right. But, you know, there's so many people around me where I kind of picked that I'm not really pushing myself at this point. It's it's a lot of walking and really like pacing yourself at the very beginning, which is just how I how I run everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're just kind of getting, you know, getting things, into things it. moving. Yep. And James, you're in bed. I'm sleeping. Right. Actually, actually, I think I got. I I think I heard my text messages go off saying like the race started. I was like. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Garth's hey, running. You are, you are pivoting out this race, <laughs> race tracking software. <laughs> oh, it, it is. It's amazing. Like, uh, you know, open split time. Um, it's amazing. Quite, quite accurate too. Like yeah. better than the spreadsheet I had. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So you're snoozing. You don't care. What do you care? No, I'm just, I just want to be there when you're there I, where the, I, where I need to be. You're there for the final 20. Yeah. And uh, do you did did you do the thing where you laid your stuff out? No, no, yeah. I, no, I didn't. I did not. No, I, I, you had I just, all day. Yeah, I did. That that was the crazy part. Was like I'm like, all right, I'm not. I get to get up. I get to have breakfast and kind of relax, and I don't have to worry about making sure I go to the bathroom before I leave the house because there's plenty of time before the before I have to meet up with. But girl. on the other side, you might be up all night. True. Right, but I, but I didn't think I was gonna. Right, like I didn't think I was gonna. No, because not not with this guy. Now with this guy, you know. So twisted branch. Um, there's a lot of downhill in the beginning. Yes, there's also uphill, but nobody thinks about the uphill. Yeah, but there is uphill. Yep. But you're blasting down off of the highest point in Ontario County Park. Right. Or in Ontario County. Yep. Were you having fun? It- it it was difficult. I I naturally enjoy to run the downhills, and you always leave me in the he crushes on downhills. downhills. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he just crushes them. Yeah, and on purpose and for showing off. Sure. <laughs> I just that's actually why a trail run is to run downhills. <laughs> that's. But and I told you, I said. Don't run three straight miles of Garth downhill. Oh, and I didn't, but I did. I did get a little antsy at the beginning, and did pass some people on the downs, which I may have paid for later. I'm not sure. If I were to do it again, I would have continued with my slow ultra pace the first four or five miles instead of instead of feeling the need to pass people a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, but it's hard because you also don't want to be breaking, right? You don't want to be. Yes, it gets you, that's you harder know. on your muscles as well, right? To right. to be constantly putting the brakes on that. So you're right; you have to balance that a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard thing to gauge. Yeah, that's I I always tell people like I'm some sort of sage, 
that, you know, those first 10K, how you do that will dictate your last 10K, you know, because it's, it's the exact opposite. You're going down for three miles and then you're going up for three miles at the beginning. Well, at the end, when you get to Urbana, you're going up and then over the ridge and then down, you know? And so it's like, it's a total of 10 K again. And it's, it's switchbacks and climbing and ridge it up, downy, and then triad trail all downhill. Yep. And it's, it's almost the exact inversion of what the first 10 K is. Yep. I, uh, and, and I had known about the last 10 K and been cognizant of that pretty much the entire race. And that was, I kind of focused on that along with the 40 mile point, the 60 or 59 mile point or whatever. And that last up and down over. So I had been, been thinking about that and that did help slow me down a little bit at the beginning. Um, so then when you go from Cutler to Naples, that's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. Yeah. You just run. It might be muddy. might be muddy. It was but, muddy. It was a little bit muddy. But it's pretty good. Yeah. Do you have thoughts uh, between, you know, Cutler and Naples? Uh, you're going, you're, you get that road section, get the stretch your legs. Oh, so, and, and plus the, the checkpoint. We get to need to talk about the checkpoint at Cutler a little bit. Over the gate? Yeah, no. So when you're when you're coming up to the checkpoint, you have the aid station there, and some people were checking names and numbers as you walk run by. And Chris may have been the person doing that. Yeah. And Is I, this where we're gonna do this? <laughs> we might as well do this right away. I didn't want to get I wanna make sure we didn't back to it. So it's it's dark. 6 a.m. It's dark. Uh-huh. And we say, shout out your numbers in order. Yep. And people run by and they say, 123, 42, 69, nice, 111. What did you yell, Garth? Well, first I was curious who was actually reading the name numbers off. And if it was somebody I knew, and I noticed it was you, Chris. And then I looked back, and I figured out that even if I mess with them a little bit, it's not going to screw up the people behind me. So as I ran by, I said my number was Chris O'Brien, to which, to which Chris <laughs> O'Brien looks down at the pad, and with confusion... Meanwhile, Matt Bertrand and Laura were over to your right. And as I passed them, they were kind of laughing. But I felt felt bad about that. I got a a snide reaction. I said, what's your number, Garth? Don't act like you know me all day. (laughs) And then all day long. All day long. I'm sorry. He He told me this later on the trail, and I laughed for a good minute. Oh, it's funny to everyone. (laughs) It's funny to everyone except for me. The software, even if it would record snide remarks, doesn't record snide remarks and it wouldn't be helpful. 
Um, I think it's funny if I'm not doing my job. <laughs> right. I, I did feel bad about it. For about three seconds. But I would also a lot of like energy and just no, need no, to but, say but something. But then you kept doing it, so you only felt bad about it temporarily. Yeah, yeah. Because you did it at at least four aid stations. I thought, I, I honestly, I, when you asked me that later on, what my number was, I wasn't. I didn't realize you had a pad in your hand. <laughs> Which is both funny and endearing and and wonderful. Because, like, why do we do these? Why do I work Twisted Branch? Why do we do these things to hang out with all of our friends and do all the stuff? The only challenge is like the only thing I can do is punch in your bib number. Yeah. It doesn't know friend push. Names. Right. You know? yeah. Like it. Uh, so, so at that point I was like, just tell me your number. But most of the time you were not around other groups. So, no, yeah. I, and, and I did make sure I looked back and I was like, it was one of those things. I'm like, this is what I mean when I say Garth knows how to get me wound up. <laughs> like, like he knows how to poke the bear and, and I'm not, a, I'm not normally a bear that gets poked. And so it's like in the trail running world, my, my wife and my kids know how to poke me all day, every day. Right. But no, this was like, damn it, Garth, just, just play by the rules. It's dark. I've been up for three hours. <laughs> I've been, I've, I had three hours of sleep before three hours I've been sleep. Up for three yeah. hours. Just this one. Just this once, Garth, be nice to me. Nope. But, okay, so. Sorry, yeah, so you had the other question. No, well, so my question, um, where where I'm going with this is, like, we have 11 aid stations. Yes. Right? And um, I keep saying we, but the race has 11 aid stations. And it's really smart to break your race up. Aid station to aid station, right? Like it feels like a good idea. Yep. But Cutler's not really an aid station. Yeah, I forgot who was there. They were filling. They had pitchers. I think it was like a. We had water. It was it water? Okay, and I water and a couple grab of um, you know, like um, blocks. Yeah. Or, Did anyone use them? Very few. Very few. Yeah. Only the unprepared that were like, oh. Hurrah! I, <laughs> that know, doesn't like, bode well for later. Yeah. <laughs> so as you're as you're working your way through the course, what what kind of early highlights do you have? Um, tell me about that road section. I actually, yeah, you made some notes. You have a notebook. I did because I remember parts of the day. Get I don't. In, let me shut up for a minute and let you get into your notes a little bit. Tell me, um, like you come out of Cutler and you're yeah. ready to get gone. That was when it hit the road section, right? That was just... Um, it's uh, two miles. Yep. Um, you go into Woodhill Nature Preserve. That's down in the bottom. Yeah, at the end of at the end of Seaman, Seaman Road. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, like, then you head up to the... I'm going to call it the demoralizer, but it's basically that hill. You go hill. down to Naples yep. first. You yep. go through the town. Right. So you have another, uh, uh, you know, I mean, so you get to Naples aid station, uh, in the field, yep. in the soccer fields yep. and that's mile 12 and a half. 
and I'm starting to eat some calories, starting to eat some banana. Um, Past a woman, just a random woman who said that the chocolate vanilla honey stinger waffles, I think she said they're the bomb or something like that, and made me think that I should turn around and go get some. But it also made me think what chocolate vanilla really tastes like. But it also made me think, I need to have one of these at some point in the race. <laughs> chocolate and vanilla, two great tastes that never go together. Usually don't go together, but... But in a twist, like my wife, her favorite ice cream is a chocolate vanilla twist. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, that's okay. But how do you do that in a waffle? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like inspect the waffle, but anyways, yeah. Soft, soft serve is hard to duplicate. Um, yeah, so got through that aid station, and basically you're climbing up, right? You're doing the... So climbing out of that and focusing on, and then thinking about how, you know, I've run sneaker before and this is just that hill in the middle of a, well, you got to get there first, right? Like, so yeah, yeah. Well you, you, but you're, it's the same elevation, right? It's the same incline. It's just shifted down. So you climbing up and then shift over. Well, so that part of the course has changed four times in the last four years. Okay. There is a very steep part that goes up the gorge, yeah. but you got to go to an access trail and then go up the gorge. Yeah. With some switchbacks. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's the muddy sneaker demoralizer. Yes. Hence the, uh, the, uh, aid station at the top of it at right. 20, at 20, uh, 19 miles is called. The bell, oh. the bell to ring as you're going up to let them know. It's new. They way. added that. Is that right? That was an independent aid station ad. Yeah. I feel like it's still far enough away. I'm not sure they could hear it quite well, but maybe they could. Um, I feel like it might become an iconic uh, thing. You reach the top absolutely. of the demoralizer. Just the, that aid station did. It's yep. the volunteers. It's yeah. the volunteers that make this race what it is. Yep. Um, so right. The demoralizer, the whole logging road up to the the top first time actually hitting that aid station. And I think you were there, Laura, Matt may have been there as well. Yep. And someone said something like, Oh, Hey Garth, you should hang out. So I pretended to hang out for a little bit. And Laura's like, no, seriously, you should go. And there was like, that was the beginning of that happening at every aid station that I saw her at. <laughs> and she's like, oh, hey, Garth. Oh, yeah, you should go. And it's basically kicking me out of the aid station. Um, yeah. yeah, we want you here, but you shouldn't be here. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, so after the sneaker, obviously, the, the road section. So when you ask, how could the Twisted Branch course change? You know, how could it change every year? James may have asked that, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Finger Lakes Trail is based on land ownership and granting easements to the FLT. So the sneaker demoralizer was not there year one because we ran, well, I ran (laughs) because I was there. Um, I ran uh, an overlook around High Tour. And we never had to go down Shea Road or Wood Hill. Um, not Wood Hill. Shea Road and, oh, geez, losing it. Sorry, Scott. I apologize. Um, 
But we never had to run up to sneaker. Okay. When you get to oh. the sneaker aid station, yep. when you get up there and then you run down the road straight. Yep. And then you turn right. Yep. And then you go into the trail. It, you end up running along and then hook a left into the trail. Yep. Right. We used to be able to go trail all through that area from sneaker aid station to the entry to the trail. No sneaker aid station. Naples. Oh, from yeah. the bottom. Yeah. Switchbacks further, and you never saw the sneaker course. Okay. But, you know, property lines, okay. they change. Yeah. So you got a little bit of road there. Yeah. Which some people like because they're like, oh my God, no more climbing, no more climbing, no more climbing, you know? And then you start to descend down into Italy Valley. So tell me what you thought about Italy Valley. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, just rolling in. Um, yeah, no, just a beautiful hillside. Um, and I think I saw you there as well. And we and I wrote, caught up with various people. Um, but yeah, no, it's is nice now coming out of Italy Valley coming up that hill. I don't know if you remember getting a text message. Yeah. Are the flags up to Italy Valley sparse? Yes. So I got that text message about four hours after I think you sent it. That's fine. Cause I, I was thinking, okay, I just saw Chris. Chris knows the course pretty well. I should be able to text him. So we were Climbing up from Italy Valley, and we were told at the pre-race meeting that you know if you've gone fifteen three minutes, two one right three two one and if you've gone fifteen minutes, you've probably off course. So we went up and then came back down, and there was a bunch of us that were kind of like going back and forth, not realizing. Um, and finally, we ran up. We caught up with some people who had done it. Went farther up. One of the guys from Many on the Jenny had made a wrong turn and ended up going all the way back down because he didn't want to make the same mistake twice. But anyway, Italy Valley, finally near the top, we got to a flag, and that was like a great moment because we knew we were back on court. So I get this sucks. Yeah. But what, what, were, you, uh, what were you working through where you're like the flagging system – I'm 22 miles in. Yeah. They told me it was going to work like this. It's not going to work like this. Here you are. Yeah. So what were you doing? Cause you know, you have to go 64 and a half miles. Right. What are your thoughts? Um, you can swear if you want. No, I don't, I don't let things frustrate me. Um, cause we're all in the same boat together, right? There were a group of us and, um, I really, in retrospect, I wish I had had the map on my phone on whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, we, people behind us had, were confident that that was the, the path. So we went up with them and you kind of do like a mental reset run with them for a little bit. Um, 
get to the flag, and then you know you get over stuff. It, it happens any any time you have sixty five miles of stuff that happens. And I think it was either washed out or something. I'm not sure exactly uh, what happened. And no one is sure. Yeah. Um, the there are thoughts that um, it's weird to think like somebody could remove flags in such a remote location. Right. But there were a ton of rain for four straight days. Yeah. So it's like, were the flags not pushed in deep enough? Yeah. There was one flag that was found in the middle, you know, of the stretch, like off the trail. Yeah. Nobody knows. But I'm interested in what runners were thinking. Yeah, I... It would have been more of a panic moment had I not had people around me, and then you would have reset. I I don't I don't worry too much after the fact. I I figure out what's what's best course of action given what's ahead of me. Yeah, that's all you can do. You're coming up on fifty k now. Yes, right. And so you make it through and you get to the lab. Yes. What do you what are your thoughts about the lab in general? Uh it seemed like a fun party atmosphere. It was neat to have people cheering as you're like um coming around the the pond there. If I remember correctly, right? There's a pond. <laughs> um and then the people on the hillside. So it's it's nice to have that cheering section. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know when I did it, yeah, the lab was not energy. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, no. Year one, the lab was on the corner of Dunn Road, and it was Goose. Goose yeah. was there. Okay. And they had energy, Yeah, but a different kind okay. of energy. Yeah. Like the people that own the house that we run through their backyard. Yeah. They love the race, and so they are like, here's the path you should run through our backyard. Yeah. You know, like, this will be the most fun thing. You run over this bridge and through this trail and around this pond. And all we wanted to do was get off the highway. Okay. You know? Yeah. When I when I get to go there when I'm working the race, yeah. when I get to, like... When I get, to, oh, I got to take this to Ed and Mary's or I got to go record times. I'm like, this is going to be so much fun. Is it? Yeah. I love going to the lab. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, you're at about 50K at that point. Uh-huh. And you're at about uh, nearing, you know, noon. If you're, you know, a 16 hour runner, you're nearing noon. We have all, we have Winged insects flying around our uh, our domicile right Proof now. Your own nature. Um, that moth is not big enough to have uh, like squeak or not small enough to squeak through a screen. That moth has to have been waiting for its time. That moth waiting, waiting like, for the lights. It eclipsed the lights. It was so big, <laughs> <laughs> like that moth. It, it, yeah. Wow, that was a big moth. All right, sorry. You're fine. That was a big moth. I don't like moths. No one does. Do you, you, you have a, you have a strong feeling about moths? 
I, I don't like them. I, I mean, that that was a pterodactyl, more yeah. more than more. <laughs> a tiny pterodactyl. Yeah, I think moths are are like great, like eat the spiders and do sure. all the things, but I feel like they're mindless, like buzz bombs yeah. that you never know where they're gonna like. They don't look where they're going. Nope. No, they're gonna blast you, and they don't they don't mean nothing by it, but they're gonna blast you. <laughs> Uh, all right. So we're at 50K. We are at 50K. The lab, yeah, the lab <sighs> is when I realized I wasn't eating enough. So I stuffed my, stuffed my face with Uncrustables. Pierogies. What's that? No pierogies yet, no. Oh. Uncrustables, like fruit, and just for the next two miles, my stomach was like a brick. No, no pickle juice then? Uh, yeah, some pickle juice as well, yeah. All right. Really focusing on getting to Bud Valley, though. That's the thing. Everybody skips over Patch Road. Right. They get to the lab, and then they just want to get to Bud Valley. But you miss Patch Road. I mean, I didn't miss it. (laughs) How was your trip to Patch Road? It was good. Uh, We were, we had a, few of us running together at that point. And uh, I was trying to take very short stops at the aid stations. And I think because I had had so much food at the lab, it's really just a quick stop at Patch Road and then on to, on to the next. And, and, of course, Laura was there kicking my butt saying, you got to get out of here. That would be really impressive to be like, I just ran through Patch Road and I was gone. Not the, like the aid station? Yeah. I probably refilled water hmm. and some scratch labs. That's cool. I mean, it's it for for me and for my knowledge of the race. That's a from thirty one, yeah, to thirty one to forty is a tough stretch. And I it it drops it drops a lot of people. Yeah, you mean like bail out of the race. Like people either get cut off at Patch or they drop at Bud Valley or okay. they just something happens from the lab. Okay. And then they go from the lab to Bud Valley. And in the middle is Patch. Right. Cause you got that's ten miles. That's thirty to forty. And you just uh cooked on through. I wasn't I wasn't moving fast at that point. I was, I'm a pretty fast, yeah, hiker up and then running the flat. So I was pretty much sticking my game plan without burning on my legs because I think I was starting to feel things at that point. Yeah, um, I think it's one of the most remote areas. Yeah, and it's like people are just alone. It helped to have people around. Yep, they're alone with their thoughts and they're just kind of wandering. I, I think that's when I got the message. Garth's going to slow down a little bit. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Garth's slowing down that's a when, little that's, bit. That's when I got the message. The insight. Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. And then, so, okay, you roll into Bud. Roll now this is, into Bud. Now this is James. This is your time to shine. <laughs> My time to shine. Well, right. No, because you're now you're going to give the honest opinion. Oh, you mean like pacing-wise and all that? No, in terms of your general disposition oh, okay. and what you were thinking. Sure. 
he came into, I mean, listen, Bud Valley is like a, it's like a resort in the middle of an ultra. It really is. I mean, you got fresh bacon being cooked. I mean, anything. I and thought about an, eating the bacon, Chris. Anything and everything. <laughs> yes, anything and everything that you could want from an aid station, minus watermelon, because there was no watermelon there. Um, they had at Bud Valley. Hoses. So, hoses. Hoses. Bath, indoor bathroom. Indoor plumbing. I mean, that's the place, you know. You make it to 40 miles. Yep. You're rewarded. You get your drop you bag. Get, you get refreshed and you got to get going, but. Well. Yeah. You got to get going, but if your shoes, if you've been wearing the same shoes for 39 miles <laughs> and you happen to have a fresh pair of shoes at Bud Valley. And socks. And socks. It might be a good time. And to, a hose to rinse your feet off. And and yeah. uh, and, and Dobbin's magic. So, so, right, as I was, as, <laughs> get ahead of, but. As I was taking my shoes off, out of out of the mist comes Chris holding this little sandwich bag full of white powder. And he says, you should use this. And I said, how am I using this? <laughs> and, uh, and apparently it's some special powder that... At this point, you had, um, you had wet feet. True. I had been running with wet... And they're wool socks, but still wet feet for, um, for let's say, what seven, six, and six or seven hours, and feet were you know as they might as they would be, and not in good shape. Rubbing, starting to um, chafe a little bit. So yeah, not in good shape. You're right. Right. They, but not in good shape enough to where you wanted to change your socks. And change your shoes. You decided to do that. Yes. And I I saw you, and James was like ready. James was like doing. Like, You've been waiting for an hour. He was doing. He was doing like knee ups and stuff. <laughs> like he was ready to go. No, I, no, every everyone kept telling me you should, you should go sit down. You're gonna be running for a while. Go go sit down. Rest your legs. No, but he but he really he karaoke's back and forth. Yeah, but he was like, he's what you want. Somebody that knows you're about to come in at any given second. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was excited. I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. Yeah. And, uh, that's why I picked him as a pacer <laughs> or he picked me as a pacer. <laughs> that's why he picked you. That's why he I picked, picked you, you as a runner. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He knew that, uh, he was what you needed. What I needed yeah. before I knew what I needed. Yeah. You just might be what I needed. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. I just might be what you needed. It's a Cars song. Yes. You don't know the Cars. You've got to know the Cars. We're friends. You have to know the Cars. But anyways, so here's the deal. You put your new socks on. Yes. And you put your new shoes on. New wool socks, new running shoes. And I told new old and shoes. I told James, I'm like, wait a minute. I have what Garth needs. <laughs> I have the foot powder. And I gave it to James and I said, He's not gonna want to take his shoes off again. He's not gonna want to oh, take his I socks off. I already put my shoes on at that yeah. point. Yeah. He's Actually, not no, you're putting your socks on at that point. Yeah, yeah. He's not gonna wanna I was definitely apprehensive. Yep. He's but tell him. Yeah. He needs to put this powder on. 
because he just took off all the slipperiness out of his toes. And I learned this. All the lubricant, yeah. Yeah, I learned this from Dr. Osvig yep. and Davin. And uh, and I was like, just just put the, get him get him to do it, James. This is your pacer job. Yeah, make him make him do it. And he did. He got you to do it. Yeah. Well, how, James, how? It, it wasn't hard. It was like put this on your feet. Like your your feet were like prunes. You don't. So, yeah, you don't question. Yeah, somebody you have enough energy. You don't question it. You know, someone who's already been running you know, 40 miles, their, their mind isn't as, they're not thinking as clear as Res- we Resistant are. to things. You know, yeah. you know, and that's. Right. So you had to be assertive in a way that reluctant Garth would accept it. Sure. Yeah. There had to be, because I thought that I gave you a task that you couldn't, achieve really you didn't think i was gonna do it no i did not think you were gonna do it because you had already had your socks and yeah. you were already putting your shoes on you know you were that both was... you were both there though i think you're yeah but it was just like i was like no put this on your feet you know you're, you're gonna want this put this on your feet yeah you know yeah, i wasn't like this is like magic powder i'm like just just put this stuff on your feet and then you, you just took off your socks and put it on and yeah and uh i don't and that, know a lot of people that they're like i've already put my socks on i'll just Whatever. And then I think Chris came back over and said, no, no, just dump it all over your feet. Just put <laughs> liberal. it on. Yeah, be liberal with it. Dr. Doctor Osfig, like, it is the uh, powder, you know, with the lowest coefficient of friction. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is the powder. Um, no, I'm not going to tell everybody that's listening which one it is. Cause which powder? It is? No, why would I? Smells nice. I can tell you that much. Rebrand it. It smells it so smells, nice. It does. <laughs> it does. It smells like a it smells like barber, really nice. like barber shop. Like right? That. Oh, it's so good. Um, no, but anyways, like that was your first pacer job yep. and you did it and you, and, and as soon as you, as soon as you executed that, I knew like, all right, that's going to go well. Felt like a brand new pair of feet until I got them wet again. <laughs> <laughs> But but even after you get them wet, some of that powder still sticks on your feet. Yeah, like, it 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 did feel like a brand new pair of shoes, and it felt much better. Right? It was like, yeah, that was good. So you leave Bud Valley. Tell me the story, James. What is your assessment of this guy? Well, first thing, Bud Valley, you're just you leave and you go uphill. I mean, that's that's yeah. the start of it. So. Or just he he grabbed some food. I think he had a couple couple bottles of like pickle juice or something, pickle shots. Yep. And uh, I don't know what else you ate there, but we just started up the. You go underneath the, the little easy up there, and we just started hiking up the hill. And uh, you know, I think at, I think you said, "All right, we're just gonna go hike up this hill and just kind of take it easy." So that was an easy way for me to kind of ease into this whole thing because it was just all uphill. Yeah. So, um, so we start hiking up the hill and, uh, start running a little bit. You know, we, we, we get to the top of the hill there and, uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's weird. You're just out in the middle of nowhere, Yeah. but it's like, there's, there's trailers though. Like there's like vacation 
properties or I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to weird area. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 obviously people are in the area, but there's, there's vacation property. And then we're on that, like that, that dirt road and we're just kind of running the flats, kind of just hiking whatever inclines that there are. I think you were just trying to get your legs back underneath you. Yeah. Um, at that point, at that point, I, I think, I don't know if I was worried about time, but he's like, you're, you said, um, you know, no matter what you're making good time, even if you walk the rest of the way, you'd still finish. And I'm not sure whether that's true or not, but that gave me a little bit of confidence. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing though. I knew there was a certain time that we wanted to hit, which I thought was around at worst yeah. 18 hours. Right. But we're running, walking, running, walking, you know, we're averaging like just run walking, like 14 minute pace. Yeah. Um, the time from Bud Valley to what's the next aid station? That was, uh, what's the name of it? Valley to Glenbrook. Yeah. Glenbrook that just flew by. Yeah. Um, you were, you know, I thought, I thought you were in good spirits. You'd eaten, you changed your shoes, you got new socks on, you got Dobbins magic powder on your feet. It was dry that section. Yeah. It wasn't wet. So we were moving along. Um, and then we, we get to the aid station and, uh, there's people waiting at the aid station and, we didn't spend much time there at all. Yeah, that section, I think I was hurting a little bit. I think you said that your hamstrings felt like you had knots in your hamstrings at that point. My quads, or my your quads, quads yeah, felt okay. like, like bruised, like bruised quads, which is not great to still have uh, a bunch of miles left. But so, yeah. so bruised quads, I mean, if that's all you got. That's what they felt like. Bruised quads, there's some stuff going on with the front of one of my ankles. It's just, I mean, but you're, but you're feeling good. I good is a strong term, but I, I'm able to move forward. All right. Continue. Well, what? Okay. You don't have a bad attitude. Well, no, there was zero bad attitude the entire day. When you're, um, now you're at 50. Yep. Right. Like David, you've not run a 50 mile race before. Yeah. What do you, what are you thinking? You're at 50, 52 is like David. So, yeah. I, so, yeah, go ahead. So we, we left, uh, what Glenbrook. is it? Glenbrook. Yeah. And we were thinking, I, we didn't look at the sign at how far Lake David was. According to the map that he had, it said like 4.4 miles. I think it was more like six point something miles. Well, that's what it turned out to be. Cause we got to 4.4 miles. I'm like, ah, there should be an aid station here somewhere. Yep. Um, there was, there was a lady that we were kind of running with a little bit, kind of like trading places back and forth. We were a little faster on the downhill. She was a little faster on the uphills. Yes. And then, uh, and then it kicked out onto a road. We came down a hill onto the road and what was kind of weird is, is there was a guy running towards us on the road. Oh yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. Why is this guy running towards us? Yeah. And then I'm looking on the side of the road and I can see there's like one flag, like off way off to the right. Apparently this guy had missed the the turn. He was a pacer and his, his runner like left him. His runner was faster than him on yeah, the downhills. His runner was faster than so, him on the downhills. Yeah. So we hiked up to Camp David and he didn't realize that there was a turn there. So the pacer just kept 
running along the road. Yeah. So you're in the world where I'm just going to run this and uh, you'll catch up to me later, Mr. Pacer. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. They tried oh. to explain it. We heard it at the aid station, at the Camp David, uh, Lake David aid station. But so uh, there's yeah, that. That's something you should generally do. Right. There's that climb. Why do you have a pacer if you're... Yeah, right? If you're going to just drop them and expect... Yeah. Drop them and expect them to catch up and then drop them again and expect them to catch See, up. See, that guy, was that was my worst nightmare. That was your right worst nightmare. <laughs> that was my worst nightmare. Nowhere near happening, but... We, we, we like, power hiked that. I mean, we were really... We were passing up. some people up. Yeah, we, yeah, we passed, like, four or five people going up that, that road into Lake David. Um yeah, we were moving. That's a long, a long. Time. I remember from Frozen Branch, and I remember just you gotta just put your head down and just keep going. You yeah, because once you're at the top, then it's like flat, and it's it's the aid station. And it's so it's not technical climb. No, it's just long. It's it's a slog. It's, it's like slog. you just gotta just the loose rock. Yep, yep. So we, we we get into where you can kind of see the aid station at Lake David, like across the pond. Yeah. And we're just kind of running. We're we're running it in, and I'm like, "Do you feel like that's the longest run of your life?" No, not not so much. But I, I think we're. It was just like the water didn't even look inviting. It just looked stagnant. <laughs> so so we get there, and I think that was the Blue Foundation. That was the Blue Foundation. That was the, that was their uh, that was their uh, aid station, and they were all cheering us on, super welcoming, and yeah, you know, and. We just got there. I think we refilled our, our water and got some scratch labs. I think we ate some gels. We, we had yeah. some uh, scratch lab gels. And up until that point, I had had trouble what to eat, and nothing sounded good. I had had my fill of scratch labs drink, and I, I remember standing at that aid station just staring at the table at the bourbon, <laughs> and everyone's around me asked me what I needed, and I just said the word bourbon. And they're like, oh, you need bourbon? I'm like, no, no, I, I just can't think right now, but – Ended up getting yeah the the gels, but I I'm just I was tempted to. Uh, you almost had a shot. Of I I knew my day would have ended. <laughs> yeah, most likely at 50 miles when you still have 15 left. Bourbon's right. not going to fix it. Dehydrated, not but, enough food. Well, and also, well, I'll stay around for another one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 But um, okay. So one of the things that the race did was they had. The little um, foil wrapped yes. rice rice balls. Did you eat any of the rice balls? I did. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I had a hard time with the texture of the rice. I I knew that it was the right thing to eat. The complex carbs, the peanut butter jelly is the one I was looking at. The jelly, the peanut butter, um, but the the. I had a hard time with the texture of the rice. So I had one and that was good. And then I maybe had, would they make some egg ones as well? Yeah, there were some egg and cheese. Egg and there cheese. was some peanut butter and jelly. Yep. Um, there were like four different kinds. Yep. They were good. They they wouldn't have been my first choice, um, but they they had the everything you needed in them, like... Well, they're almost like 140 calories each. Yeah. You know. Anything that's there, um, bananas, oranges, I ate a bunch of, like chips. Yeah. Chips were really yeah. good at the end. I, bef- bef- 
as we were running, I, I kept asking him, like, I'm like, all right, what do you, what do you feel like eating? Because at that point he had just been eating, you know, pickle juice, bananas, bananas and stuff like that. You know, bananas and pickle juice, not uh, two great things that go great. They together. were, they went swimmingly. They, <laughs> no <laughs> problems. With but them. then like I grabbed, I, I, I forget what age station was. I grabbed a bag of Lay's potato chips for you. Yeah, you're like I want, you're good. like, I want something salty. You know, so I think that when you're that far into a race and you're focusing on finishing, you're you're not really thinking about like making sure you're eating right or drinking. You could, yeah. So, the, yeah, the, you eat what looks good. Yep. Right. But no, he well, was eat, he was eating, he was drinking. Yeah. You know. I mean, the thing is, as long as you're putting things in. Yep. Right? right, like, doesn't matter what they are. If you're putting them in, and they're staying in, yep, they're going to do something good, right? <laughs> right? Like, unless it's all a bunch of friggin' gummy fish, in which case, you know, we did have the scratch slides yeah. gummies at Lake yeah. David, which were actually really good. Those were good. Yeah, those were really good. So, all right, so you're blasting now. You're in Lake David. Lake David, yep. Blue Foundation did you well. They and did. Now, now you guys. got a little bit of a downhill. Yep. And uh, you got to get uh, from Lake David to Mitchellsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the Newton Road climb in there. Yes, that was a tough climb. That was a tough climb. Like, I, like going into Lake David, I'm like, we're feeling good. He's moving really well uphill, and we're when we're top, right? We're high up. Yep. And then, uh, and then that that second climb going to going to Mitchellsville, that was that was a, with the switchbacks. That was uh that was tough. Short and steep. Yeah. They're uh they're doozies. So But anything anything fun happened there? You uh you sing like uh um from a land down under or something? No, no nothing. No, that that I, Garth was, a lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well I, before that he was I think that's when we were with like that group where we were like uh there was like that girl that was in front of us and a couple of other people that oh, were like, yeah. that were like right with us. And then Garth just decided, you know what? I want to run. I kind of want to lose these people. You did pass some people. Yep. Yeah. So we, so we people. left them. Um, yeah, it was a good, good clip on that downhill. It was a really good clip yeah. before oh. we, before we crossed the stream and went uphill. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the, the Mitchellsville downhill, as you know, Garth and, uh, in Frozen Branch, as you're coming up to going down into Mitchellsville, yes, the Frozen Branch. Oh, that's man. uh, you sit on your butt. Yeah, like you can't run it. I mean, unless you're that was we, tough. we didn't we didn't run it. That was uh, <laughs> that was just like kind of just we're just kind of like hopping down the hill. Yeah, it was you know, killer though, killer on the quads. Suddenly you're like, I wish there were switchbacks, right? Yeah, right. But then so. you get rewarded. You cross the road and you get rewarded. Cross the yep. road, you see Mike Maynard. Yeah, Mike Maynardsy's there. Yeah, it was, uh, that was, uh, I call it Maine Odysseyville. They call it Mitchellsville. I call it Maine Odysseyville. <laughs> he knows what people need. He yeah. knows what people and that's, need. And that's when the pierogies That's hit. where the pierogies came into play. And I could have sat there. I could have eaten four boxes of pierogies. And they had a carpet with recliners, and they're like, welcome to our living room. <laughs> you know? I mean, what are you going to do there? That, and it was music to my ears. About the downhill from there into Urbana, that was that was a 
That was a high point. That's yeah. yep. one of the reasons that makes Mitchellsville Gorge so delectable. <laughs> like, I want to get there. Yeah. What did you think? Were you were you in a place where you could appreciate it, or was it just three more miles? No, I caught I caught kind of continued on with the second wind there, and made good time down that gorge. Yeah, I kind of. James kept saying, you know, this is beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. You should run this race and Frozen Branch. And you're like, you're like, I don't give a crap, James. <laughs> no, just, but like, I got to survive. I appreciate it. And quite honestly, I could have kept bombing down. And I wasn't really bombing, but in my mind, I was bombing. Um, and I could have kept going down and James could have stopped and taken some pictures and still caught up with me. No problem. But for that point in the race, I was, I felt like I was moving at a pretty good clip. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was fun to run, run down that. It's, I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like that cushy. You know, because like needles, all the old pine needles, pine yeah. needles. Oh. Yep. and like you're that. on the edge of a gorge. Yep, the, and the waters going by the sound. And, and if you yeah. if you don't make that first right turn, and you keep going straight, when you when you uh, go over the fence, mm-hmm. and then you got to run in a you know, quarter of a mile, and then you have to make a right turn. If you don't make that right turn and you go straight, you go right to a waterfall. In a gorge, in a basin, where you can just sit your butt right in it, and that just sit tempting. there. Right? No one told us about that. No one. Well, no, because it's the off, little, little it's off, detour. It's off course. Yep. It's off course. <laughs> you know, <laughs> depending on where that. you are in the race. But then you got to get back up and run, and you got to go up Mount Washington. So tell me about your trip into Urbana Aid Station. You know, I was. Smooth sailing down, yeah, you, down the gorge. I thought you were going to go a lot faster down that because I know you like to. Yeah, my my quads were. So, um, so you get down there. You, I, I, I had seen that before with Frozen Branch, but the whole part along the railroad tracks and then along the creek there and then through the um, by the vineyards is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just. I'm just trying to hold on. I'm, I feel like seven miles left in this race that I've been running all day and just trying to keep moving, trying to get into the last aid station. So we haven't got a lot of like, you've said a lot of like, oh, I'm just trying to hold on. Yeah. I'm just doing good. I'm yeah. just running. But I think, I think at this point, though, at this point, though, by the time we left Mitchellsville, I'm looking at like the times and I'm like, I'm like, Garth, you're going to finish like soon. Like you're, you're nowhere near 18 hours, nowhere near that. I'm like, you're right now. It says you're projected at about eight o'clock. I'm like, you're going to come in before eight o'clock. So I'm like, just let's just keep moving. So, yeah. You know, so you're trying to actually keep him on, a target that he's capable of. Well, definitely, definitely trying to keep him on target. I mean, I just knew that at the pace that we were going, he was going to be, he was going to finish in the daylight. You know, it was yeah, going to didn't be, think that you didn't want this to become like a la da. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew that once we got to Urbana, you know, I knew he was going to, I mean, there was just a 10 K to go. Right. So you are, you're going with him from, uh, say Bud Valley, mm-hmm. forty miles, and you're now coming into 
you know, the end of your tenure? Well, at this point, I didn't necessarily know it was the end or not, because right. I didn't know whether or not Jen was going to be running or not. I was like, I was prepared to go on. But then as soon as we, you know, you run along the vineyard and then you turn up on the road and then you got the, the aid station there on the left and we, we go into the aid station. Jen's there like she's got her hydration vest on. She's ready to go. Yeah, but you wanted to make sure you were doing your duty. Oh, yeah. And up until the very him, end. Oh, yeah. Keeping him uh, like, hey, you're getting up over Newton Road. Oh, yeah. You're getting down to Mitchellsville. You're getting through the gorge. Like, Absolutely. I was not there to slow him down by, by no, any means. No, and you didn't so, get dropped. But, no, I didn't. But did you think also like, hey, Garth, go a little faster? You know, I didn't think... I had to say, hey, go a little faster because I, I kind of picked up the cues when on the way to Mitchellsville when we dropped those three or four other people that were like close with us. I mean, we like Garth dropped the hammer and we were doing like nine minute pace, like downhill and just these guys were gone. I, I mean, we hit Mitchellsville. We're running down the gorge, and there's two guys. I don't know what they're doing. They're taking pictures over on the left-hand side. They, like, start walking back, and they start running behind us. He sees that they're, like, running behind us, and then he, like, picks up the pace they even more. Competitive. Yeah. Hey. He was, he was, that's what you're supposed to do. It's called was, a race. He was it's being competitive, race, but yet it was – it was uh, – it wasn't uh, explicit that he was being competitive. It was just like you just want right. to drop these guys. So, but, uh, but yeah, once we got into Urbana, I'm like, all right, I'm like, he doesn't have much more to go. I know at this point, I know he wants to just be done. So, and then I was like, all right, I guess I don't, don't have to go up Mount Washington. So I was okay with that. But did you feel like, um, at the end, were you like, I did my deal or were you like, I was along? For I, the no, no, no. I felt like I, I felt like I fulfilled my 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 obligation in my head I, d- I definitely felt like that i hope i i hope i did with yeah, in your head absolutely so yeah no it was like like i said like when we, when we were dropping the 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 people where we were jockeying in position for for a little while there yeah. i think i think if you would have like just said like hey i want to drop these people yeah i was trying to figure out what you were trying to do like oh yeah i would yeah but then I realized what you were trying to do, you know, once yeah. we dropped and then you I, just go. I, I was conserving, conserving to a certain extent, but I mean, it was a good section to do that because it was just, it was, we were just, we were just bombing the downhills. Yeah. But is it also that you don't want to commit to that Garth? Is it like you don't want to commit to, Hey, I'm in uh 16th and I can finish 10th and let's go get 10th place. The, you mean you said when do I do that? Yeah, when do you decide I'm gonna start gaining places? I don't think you. It's not like I had much left in the tank as it was already, right? Like I'm. This is by far the longest race, farthest I've ever run. Someplace you decided it, Gareth. He did. That was oh, that was on the way to Mitchellsville. That was on. Okay, so that was on the way down Mitchellsville. Yeah, and then that's when we dropped. Those when when I'm people. feeling good and I've got a nice little three mile downhill from Mitchellsville down to Urbana, and people are taking pictures, and, and, and you're and, like, and in my <laughs> in my mind, 
I've been planning for this last 10K pretty much the whole race. So I, I know that I can power hike up Mitchellsville and hopefully use my downhill legs to go down the last three and a half miles or whatever it is down to down to Hammonds Park. How, how many people did you pass on the way from Urbana to the finish? I, I think there were people at Urbana that were at the aid station because I was only there for. Oh, you didn't pass anyone from uh, up going so. up. I did, yeah. Did? I think maybe two or three people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was your finishing? What was your finishing time at Twisted Brand? Uh, eight. Uh, sorry, fifteen. 15- 49, 47, 47, 15, 49. 47, 49. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, the push the last three miles was, oh, crap, I think I can get under 16 and daylight. I was watching the sunset. You get out to the little road there, and then you're running down the road before you cut back right again. And I I was kept an eye on the sun. There's one point where the course actually goes out to a little look turnaround, a lick, look. Yeah. Overlook, yeah, it's and I'm like, totally like, don't look, just keep running. Daytime, daytime finish twisted branch, regardless of. I think I think Garth put it as the the icing on the cake. Ah oh, man, it's got to feel so good. It did until I collapsed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, I that's when I knew he was really tired. Why the heck is it that when we all stop running an ultra? That's when we fall down. We don't fall down one mile before. We fall down one minute and, after. And it, it wasn't a fall fall, right? I'm just, I had a desire to be horizontal on the grass. It's not like I collapsed or anything, but. It's just, well, oh, it's a well-deserved, hey, you know what? I've been running for the past, you know, 15 plus hours. Yeah. And I'm just, I want to. And I want to sit down. And you probably wanted to sit down at mile or at hour eight, 10, 12, 14. And then finally you get that you like earned it at the very end. So that's when the recovery hopefully begins. Laura, Laura's but, there with some pierogies. The time, yeah. But that's the time when you want to walk around and talk to everybody, but yet your body sits you down. <laughs> yeah. I, and I was told this afterwards that I finished and you were trying to talk to me and I wasn't registering anything you were saying. You're like, yeah, Tom just finished. You could have finished like. But that's what that's what happens at the end of like races, right? Like you get to a place and like people tell you a bunch of stuff and you might you might be like, hey, and hi, and how's it going? You're like, oh, all I need is X and Y and then I'll you know, become human again, you know, but. I did say to you, like my buddy Tom, yeah, who ran Twisted Branch, who um, qualified for Western States, who finished Western States, who's back at Twisted Branch. I think you and him would run similar times together. Yeah, he did. And and one little piece of it I didn't include was the another wrong turn I'd taken earlier on, and I calculated that. If I hadn't taken that wrong turn that mile off, I would have caught up to him and probably spent the last two thirds probably running with him, which is unfortunate. But at the, at the end of the day, I was five minutes behind him at the end. Like, that's crazy. 
and how and, close it was. And races are what they are. They are. Yep. Mm-hmm. But but you two are like sheeps in a pen, man. Like the two of you together, I love having the both of you as friends. Do you? Like, okay. I absolutely do. I'm. I would be curious. Like I didn't get to know his running style, or like I'm taking from you that it's similar. That it would have uh, been good. Yeah. Uh, uh, the two of you together, I'm I'm the benefactor here, you know. Like, so James, give us the uh, give us the DL on Garth. Uh, how many times did you have to polish and buff his nails? None, none of that, none of that whatsoever. No, he was in good spirits the whole time. Uh, I didn't have to p- play any emotional anything. I didn't have to tell him to get oh, moving. Come on. I honestly didn't. I mean, we were, <laughs> I, like I said, we, we ran together for about four hours and 40 some minutes and it felt like an hour. That's really what it felt like. I mean, we, we moved in and out of the aid stations. I tried to make sure that he was eating when he was supposed to eat, drinking when he was supposed to drink. Um, you know, I think, well, at one point I said, Hey, if, you, if you, I go, you could walk in right now and you'll still be under 18. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but so what are your thoughts as a, as a person that joined at mile 40 and you are fresh and lucid? It's, it's, it's a, it was, it was a great experience as a, as a pacer, just being part of the whole, part of the whole race. Um, Good time. I did. <laughs> it was a fun day. It really was. I mean, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't, aside from the wrong turn that he took, yeah. I don't think, I don't think he could have had a better day, to be honest. I wonder if maybe you'll run with me. So I finish in like 1947. <laughs> I wonder if you'll say the same story. So if I just squeak in underneath. It could have gone very bad. Yeah, right? Sure. So, so here, here's the thing. So like here I pace Garth. 20 miles of this race. I walk away from this race and talking to another person who paced another. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe, maybe I'll run twisted branch next year. Do it. Maybe we'll see. You know what? I recommend everybody give twisted branch. a try if you're properly trained. Um, I, I mean, as the course is hear, beautiful. I as mean, you can really hear, is. I keep saying the word we, um, I'm, I'm fully 100% biased. But I was not biased until I ran it. Mm-hmm. I ran it, and then I'm just, I think it's amazing. Listen, listen, the crazy thing was I was at Urbana, and they had, him and Jen had taken off to go up Mount Washington, and I'm kind of taking my time, and I'm looking at the projections, and they, they have Garth finishing at like, I think it was like 803, 805, and on the projections, and I'm like, there's no way he's going to be 803, 805. He's coming in under, he's coming in before 8 o'clock. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have another friend who's going to be coming in. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, I'm like waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm like, up, oh, I got to go. So I literally drove over to the, to the beach. And as I got out of, I parked the car, I get out of the car and I see Garth just coming across the street. And I'm like, I got here at the right time. I literally, I just literally walk up to the, to the, uh, to the finish there and, and snap some pictures as he came across you got so, the you got the picture of me, right? The yeah, one I'm using, yeah, yeah, great picture. And, and so. I I remember you uh, coming up to me afterwards. You know, like, hey, you uh, ready to have a beer? Yeah, and I was like, absolutely. I was like, yeah, if you're bringing them, and you're like, always. 
<laughs> always, if I'm bringing them. Listen, running and beer, they go hand in hand. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're always ready to have one if I'm bringing one, of course. <laughs> but, I mean, when you, when, you, when you step back and you think about it all and you go like, why the hell do we want to be involved in all this stuff? Why do we actually do it? Why did you ultimately want to do? Um, a lot of reasons, and and I think all a lot of ultra runners share the same idea of of pushing yourself and seeing how far you can go. That you know, you you take that into other aspects of your life, like you. You're like, if I can do this, I can do whatever else. Like, other problems don't seem as big if you know that you can do some pretty amazing things, like run for along crazy mud trails for 100k. Um, so part of it is the pushing yourself. Um, it's it's also just beautiful area down in the southern, like the Finger Lakes area, and it's just a beautiful trail and. And whether you're running or hiking, it's it's just great to be out in the woods all day. Um, so between those two things, um, those are like my motivations. Some people say like, you know, we joke, oh, I can't even run that far or I can't even drive, drive that far. I'll add one more thing to one of the two that I just said. The third thing is... Uh, probably the running community, having people around you, like you could, if you wanted to technically run twist a branch on your own, you're not going to, but just the people involved. And that also makes it special. The, the short little conversations you have with people from, from all over like New Jersey. I met a guy from New Hampshire, like just these short little snippets. You learn a little bit about, about people, you share a common interest and that's, that's fun and, Fun, fun to fun to do. Just general positivity. Yeah. Right. Like, isn't it just general? Like, right. Can do itness. It's just a fun thing to be a part of. Brings people together. Yep. Well, so what are you going to do next, Garth? I'm going to. I don't know. Apparently, I have a. Um, I should. Had apply to Western States, get a ticket. What was your finishing time? Fifteen forty-seven. Yeah, you have a finishing time. Right. So, so what am I doing? I'm gonna. I've got four high peaks left to do. So I'm gonna do those in the fall. Run muddy sneaker. See if my legs still work for that. And I think I have to. Was it December that you have to put your apply for Western States? By the first week of December. By yeah. the first week of December. And and uh, that scares me. Well, you know, three Twisted Branch finishers from 2019 put their tickets in and got drawn for first-timers. Three first-timers out of Twisted Branch in 2019. What are the chances that I get one as well? I don't, I can't do that math. 
No different than if they hadn't gotten in. <laughs> I so, can't do that. And just so you know, I've already offered myself as a pacer for Western. Right. Oh. He, said, he actually he, he came up to me and said, Garth, I just want you to know, if you get into Western States, I'm your guy. I mean, so that it's set, it's set in motion. So, yeah. So when are you uh, signing up for Twisted Branch? Next year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Now I've, It's a really fun race. I, I mean, just for the small portion that I experienced, it was a lot of fun. That wasn't I, that small. It was over. A, it was a good chunk. It was a lot of. I mean, it was super well run. The like the the volunteers, the aid stations. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. It really was. Like I said, yeah. You know, I, I mean, top notch. Well, I was just gonna say, James, if you do Twisted Branch next year. I'll pace you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's uh, James and Garth. Twisted Branch and everything or most things or some things before it. I hope you found it as much fun as I did uh, because, you know, we got stories and we got things and we like to laugh and uh, make jokes. Hey, uh, running inside out is back and there's lots of people that got lots of running stories to tell. So that's pretty great. Um, but thank you all for listening. I mean, why would we tell the stories if nobody else was going to listen to them? So until next time, be thankful for what you've been given. Be proud of what you've achieved and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.